good morning. So Aaron was talking about the, the cold snap that had happened last week. Well, a little over last week. But uh, me and Becky actually missed it because uh, we left the night before to drive to Texas. And we drove through the night and we're like, we are pretty dang happy that we missed all that. So <laughs> we, we saw the weather and we we're like, nope, uh, I think we're going to leave tonight. We are going to leave uh, the next day uh, during the afternoon. And I'm very glad we did not wait. And we went right away. So um, I... Coming back uh, to Illinois, because we were in Texas, um, I'm glad we missed it, because it's been a lot warmer uh, since we've been back. So, so we went down to Texas, it was warm down there, we came back and it's been warm up here, so I don't know, maybe, maybe it's me, but um, <laughs> anyway, well, well we are, uh, I am going to be looking at... The book of Ecclesiastes this morning. The book of Ecclesiastes this morning. The book of Ecclesiastes is one of my favorites. Um, It is a, it's a weird book. We'll just, we'll say that. Um, But it is by far one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, So if you would turn there, uh, we're going to be in uh, chapter three mostly, but also keep a thumb on chapter one if you could. Chapter 3 mostly, but keep a thumb on chapter 1 if you could. So I am a little ADD. I'm a little ADD. So sometimes things are very, very interesting to me. Uh, they, they call it hyperfixating sometimes. Uh, and, and that means you can't take your attention off of something. Uh, It commands all of your attention. Um, When I go to like a restaurant, uh, I don't like restaurants that have TVs in them. Um, And if there is a TV in the restaurant, I need to sit somewhere where I am not facing the TV. Because no matter what the conversation I'm having with the other person, um, no matter how interesting it is, My eyes are going to be on that TV. I am not going to be able to look at anything else. I'm not going to be able to focus on anything else other than that TV. Then there's sometimes when I'm not so interested in something. Maybe it is a drive to Texas. Not that I don't want to go to Texas, but the drive itself is not that exciting, right? So I'm, I find myself driving, but also watching the clock, watching the clock and, and seeing it kind of tick away and, and keep counting down those minutes until I get to my destination. You see, these are two different times, and, and we all know this, time obviously doesn't move at different speeds, but for me... When I'm watching something or I'm doing something I'm interested in, time seems to go faster. Time seems to speed up because I'm having a good time or I'm focused on something and it captures my attention. And like most of you know, when you're on a long road trip, it might feel like time drags on and goes on and on and on. And wait, 
oh, for sure we've been driving for an hour and a half, right? Oh, wait, it's only been 20 minutes? Oh, geez, like, that's how I felt a couple times, even though um, me and Becky switched off. There's a few times where I looked at the clock and I was like, you mean it's only been 10 minutes since the last time I looked at this thing? Here's the thing. Sometimes to us, time feels like it's moving faster. Sometimes it, sometimes it feels like it's moving slower. But the thing is, God has put us into a certain spot in time. As Christians, we believe that God in his providence, in his sovereignty, that he has placed us into exactly the right moment where he needed us to be. So what we're going to be looking at this morning is how are we spending our time? Where is God calling you to spend your time? Maybe it's something that you've missed. Well, Ecclesiastes looks at a lot of those things. It looks at a lot of those things. Ecclesiastes, I, I call it the, the emo book of the Bible. Um, for <laughs> I'm a millennial, uh, and, and growing up, I grew up in the era of the long, like, well, actually the hair that I have right now a little bit, but because <laughs> I haven't gotten a haircut in a while, but... Um, I grew up in the, in the punk rock kind of emo era of people. And, and very, emo is, is basically short for emotional person. Um, and so the, the music that I listened to was very emotional. And, and a lot of times they dressed in black and, and kind of were in their feelings. Um, but Ecclesiastes is, is very much in its feelings. Um, it looks at a lot of different topics. But what we're going to look at today is just one of those topics. Just one of those things. And that is a time well spent. A time well spent. If you would look at this passage with me. It is Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 through 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 through verse 8. It says, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. There's a lot of time in there. 
And we read this passage and we see these words and we see and we can identify in ourselves that, yeah, I, there was a time in my life where I was happy, where I was dancing. There's also a time in my life where I was mourning. There's also a time in my life that I have laughed and I have wept. You see, Ecclesiastes is part of the section of the Bible that is the wisdom. And the wisdom books are focused on telling us what a God-centered life is supposed to be about. It's not necessarily giving us knowledge. It's not giving us facts but instead it's giving us wisdom. And wisdom is different than facts and knowledge in in that it is more intelligence on how to live your life. We see this in Proverbs. We see this in Job. We see this in Ecclesiastes. And to some extent, we see this in Psalms. But we see that Ecclesiastes is telling us that there is a way to live for God in this world. Now the reason Ecclesiastes is different from all the rest of those books is because, like I said, it's a little in its feelings. It's a little emotional. Turn with me back to the beginning in Ecclesiastes chapter 1. We get this passage in verse 2 and verse 3. That is kind of the, the main statement of Ecclesiastes. Verse 2 in chapter 1 says, Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun. Now, if you're looking at a different translation, it's probably something different. Maybe it's meaningless or useless. But all in all, this this word here it captures the tone of what Ecclesiastes is trying to tell us. You see, the word in Hebrew is, is pronounced hevel. I'm going to be like Pastor Jason real quick. Everybody say it with me. Hevel. Hevel. H-E-V-E-L. You can look it up. Um, might look a little bit confusing if the Hebrew pops up because Hebrew is confusing. Um, but hevel is, is, is kind of like a word picture for us. Hevel is a word picture for us. So, so if you would, imagine with me. Hevel means vanity. It means meaningless. But it also means vapor, smoke, mist. Well, kind of like what we're seeing outside right now. Hevel means smoke, mist. And and what the writer of Ecclesiastes is trying to show us is that what happens if you were to try and 
grab, if you're sitting by a campfire and you go to grab the smoke, what happens? You don't grab anything, right? It goes right through your fingers. A vapor, when you're cooking something and you're boiling water, the vapor rises up. You can't grab that, can you? There's nothing to that. If you were to go and reach for it, there isn't anything there. And so in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, we see the writer saying, this life is a vapor. This life is smoke. It's something that you can see. It's something that you can't really see through. You know it's there. You can see it's there. But you can't actually grab onto it. These things in life, whether it be material things, whether it be the people that are around us, and even our own life is a vapor. Verse 3, it says, What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? We work hard. We try and gain more. And yet when we go to grab it, it slips through our fingers because it is not permanent. Like I said, Ecclesiastes is a little bit in its feelings, but it doesn't stop there. Thankfully, it does not stop there. You see, as we read in chapter 3, the writer of Ecclesiastes says, there is a time for everything. I don't even know how many times it says it in this passage, but it says it twice for each well, it says it about four times for each verse. And so the writer is saying, yes, this life is a vapor. Yes, this life is smoke. But there is a time that God has given to us. There is a time that God has put us here for a reason. That that time he has given us is not meaningless. That time he is, that he has put us here it is not void of purpose. But instead it is a time to simply live life where we are at. To enjoy the things that we have right here and right now and not worry about the past, not worry about the future, but that we, that we would take enjoyment in being here in life and knowing that we have no control over it. Saying that just um, makes me think of my younger self worrying about what 
I'm going to do in the future, worrying about what my life is going to look like in the future. And I just think to myself, man, the time I spent worrying about all those things that didn't matter when I could have been enjoying the time that God had given me right then and there. God has not placed us right here, right now, the places that we are at. He has not placed us here by accident. We especially see this in the book of Job, and I'm not going to go into any specifics in that, but Job was placed in such a time where it wasn't good for him for a very long time. He had many bad things happen to him. He lost all of his material possessions. He lost his entire family. And then to add insult to injury, he had skin lesions and rashes and things all over his body. And yet in the end, Job was still able to praise God. And yes, we know the end of the story of Job in that things were restored to him. And yes, that was a good ending, but that doesn't always happen. Even to the righteous, that doesn't always happen. And that's where Ecclesiastes comes in. And where it says, what are you doing with your time? Are you sitting in it wallowing and just thinking that the, li- that the life that you have is hevel? And that there is nothing to it and that you won't be able to grasp onto anything? So then you just give up? No. God is calling us to something more through the time that we are in. I have a few examples of what this looks like in our life today. And I want to challenge you all to think of where in your life God has placed you. Even the most mundane places in your life, God has put that specifically in your life. He has put you into that situation. He has put you into that job. He has put you into that school for his purposes. I look, well, I guess I didn't introduce myself at the beginning, but I'm the youth pastor here. Um, And so I get to work with the youth uh, and and this past summer, we have had kind of a shift in our youth group. You see, the kids that have that were in middle school when I got here are now in high school, and now we have new middle schoolers, 
And the high schoolers are a little bit outnumbered right now. There's been a shift. That's not by accident. That's not by accident. You see, God has put those high schoolers, those middle schoolers into the youth group so that they can bring the gospel, so that they can bring their own wisdom, their own life experiences to each other. And no matter how annoying maybe the high schoolers think those middle schoolers are, those high schoolers can teach something about living a life for God to those middle schoolers. Even though they may grumble um, because they're being immature, who knows? God can use them. I think of the time back when I was in college. I used to, um, I ran cross country in college. I wasn't very good, so don't ask me to go run a mile or anything. Um, but I would, each summer, we would end the summer with going to a cross-country camp. And uh, I would always tell my mom the night before I left for school that year that it was Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve because I was so excited to go to cross-country camp that year because it was my favorite part of the year. It was the most exciting part of the year. Uh, I had a blast. Um, And I know that God put that in my life and that he wanted me to enjoy the time that I was in right then and there because I know that it wasn't going to last. I knew that I had four years at that and I wanted to make the most of it. But I knew that it wasn't going to be forever. You see, and that's, that's where... The sovereignty of God and the meaningless and the vanity that Ecclesiastes talks about and the hevel and the smoke that Ecclesiastes talks about, and that's where those two things come together. We know that this life isn't forever. We know that things aren't going to be the same and that they aren't going to last But even with that thought of not, it is not going to last, we can know that God has put us here, put us in this time to enjoy what he has given us, given to us. I think of this past month, we've actually... Um, had a lot of uh, mourning. Um, we read in chapter 3 that there is a time for mourning. But there's been a lot of mourning in the past two months in this church. Um, I lost my uncle to cancer about a month ago. Um, and being there in that time, I could see God working. 
You see, I could see that um, God had placed me, he had brought me back here to Illinois. He had brought me into this job. He had called me to where I needed to be so that I could be there for my mom, so that I could be there for my family. That isn't me patting myself on my back, but that's, that's me saying, you know what, God, you have placed these things in my life, and I understand it, and I see it, and I see that you are working, and that you have put me into situations where you want me to go to work for you. Here's the thing. We don't have to be put in extraordinary situations. We don't have to be put into a situation like Job. We don't need to be put into a situation that stretches us to our limits. No, God has put us in our roles, in our life, for His purposes. Whether you are a parent, a teacher, a pastor, a co-worker, a grandparent, a grandchild, a son, a daughter, it doesn't matter where you're at. God has placed you in that spot for you to glorify him. And to show that glory to others. You don't have to turn there, but many of us know the story of Esther. And in chapter 4 of the book of Esther, we see this in verse 14. It says, for if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows, this is the important part, and who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You see, God had placed Esther into her specific spot in that specific moment in time, in that specific place for her to glorify God. And bring that to the people that are around her. What is that spot for you? What is that spot for you? Like I said before, you don't have to be Job. You don't have to be Esther. You don't have to be in an extreme circumstance. But where is that spot that God has placed you, that he is calling you to be his ambassador in this world? Here's the thing, at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, we get this little note. If you would, 
flip to chapter 12 in Ecclesiastes. Chapter 12, all the way at the end. Verse 13. Chapter 12, verse 13. It says, the end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. The end of the matter is, yes, this life is going to slip through our fingers, There's no stopping it. There's nothing that we can do to stop it. And yet God God calls us to purpose in our life. He calls us to something more than we could ever imagine in bringing his gospel, in preaching his word, in bringing his kingdom to others around us. Is your time being spent well? Today is New Year's Day. Time is on everybody's mind right now. We've just left a year in the past and we have a whole new year in front of us. Where is your time being spent? Now what am I saying? That you need to come to church and just live at church and set up a tent outside and be holier than thou? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying live your life where you're at. Have joy in what you're doing. Look for joy where God has given you joy, but also know that it won't last. And that what you do in that moment, what you do in that moment when, when there isn't the good times anymore and you don't have all the things and you don't have that smoke is slipping through your fingers, where is your time being spent? Is it being spent reflecting on what God has done in your life? and how good God is, and that His sovereignty is more than enough for you. Like I said before, my challenge to you guys this morning is, where are you at? Where has God placed you? I know that He has placed me to be a parent, And that time is not going to last. I see my kids growing up faster than I'd like to. I'm a son currently, but I know that that will also not last. But what God wants us to see is what I am doing now and what you are doing now in the place that he has put you. 
So as we pray today, think of where you're at, whether it be a sibling, whether it be a mentor or the student, a grandparent, a parent, or even simply just a friend to somebody. Where has God placed you in this time? Where has God placed you in this time? Pray with me. God, you are good. We know this. God, that even though you tell us that this life is fleeting and that it is just a vapor, Lord, you are still good. And you promise us something more than just this life. This life is not the end. So Lord, help us believe that. Lord, you are working things out for your good. And Lord, we don't have the perspective on that, but God, we trust you. So Lord, we come to you today and we ask you, Lord, help me with my time. Help me see what you want me to see. Help me to see those around me that need my help, my insight, or my experience. And Lord, lead me to those people. God, you have placed us into times such as this for a reason. God, we love you and thank you for all that you do and for giving us eternal life. Not here, but with you forever. God, we love you. In your name, amen.